What is going on, SB Nation? John Bebe with Andrew Cooper welcoming to the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show. That's right, we are back. It is Wild Card Weekend, start of the NFL playoffs is this week here, Coop. And uh, obviously, we got a lot going on here DFS, playoff contest, one and done, FFPC, you name it, we got it covered here. At Fantasy Salon, to get you all ready for this upcoming playoff week. Uh, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good, man. You know, I, I at first I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it easy. And then I said, well, you know, I'll do the FFPC challenge because they sponsor Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco, and I love that format. I always do that one, so I got to go do that, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, I realized I wrote the one-and-done article last year, so I was like, you know, let's get a one-and-done article out there. And, of course, I got to play some one-and-done. Right. And now I'm seeing, well, you know, we're going to play DFS. So we played DFS and now I'm seeing these best ball contests and underdog. So I went from me taking it easy to me doing every single possible format for fantasy playoffs. And that's why we're doing one last show today. I know right. we had said that we're going to be done one last show before we take a little break where we're hit all of it. Right, John, we'll, we'll go through the games and we'll talk. Hey, you know what? I like this in DFS. I like this in FFPC. This is a one and done play. Why not go through, hash it all out one last time, Johnny? You and me, Brad yeah. Burns behind the glass, right? I mean, obviously, we had the Alarm Fantasy Football Show yesterday. You, myself, Britt Flynn, Howard Bender drafted an FFPC, uh, you know, playoff contest uh, team. Uh, of course, you know that's a huge uh, thing that they got going on there. Like you said, you cover that on your show. But there are so many other formats, so many other different things that people are doing. We figure, why not go through each game? Why not break down? Uh, you know, the notable players, how we could go about building some lineups, where the values are, um, and just kind of help all of you uh, hopefully be successful for the start uh, of your playoff challenge contest there, Coop. So, yeah, I mean, obviously still a lot to get to, even though uh, it is just a shortened slate uh, with the playoffs here. Uh, we also still have Sleeper, right? Our, our partners over at Sleeper are still putting out uh, their uh, Sleeper HQ player projection props that we can go ahead uh, and take advantage of. I know you and I, uh, each and every week on this show, give out our favorite sleeper picks for the week. Right now, they have a pick on sale. Matt Stafford, over half a yard uh, passing there. Uh, if you go to fantasyarm.com slash sleeper on your mobile device, you can use promo code VAULT3 to get a deposit match up to $100 there. Um, Coop, what's your favorite sleeper pick promotion uh, of the week? You know, I've been looking around at a lot of different things, a lot of contests I have going, and there's one guy I really like that I have yet to really sneak him into anything, any sort of lineup. So I figured that Sleeper would be a good place to use this player, Chris Godwin, right? When I boil down this matchup, whether Darius Slay plays or not, if Darius Slay doesn't play, he has not played four games in a row, that moves everybody over, makes the matchup nice for Godwin. If Slay does play, he gets James Bradbury, who's right. been brutal. I've seen articles asking, should James Bradbury be benched? Like, he's been tough, man. This team's been 26 in DVOA against uh, the wide receivers overall. They're 29th against wide receiver twos. So I look at Chris Godwin, 55 and a half yards. You know, since his neck has gotten better, since his elbow, his knee, he was a mess earlier. He's been he's been kind of crushing lately. So Chris Godwin, I like 55 and a half uh, yards more this week, John. It feels good. <laughs> Thank you for the whistle burns. Yes, feels good to use him because uh, I, I haven't been able to really sneak him into a lot of other lineups, John. Right. Who do you got for this week? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go with David Njoku over the 54 and a half receiving yards for him. Cleveland's got this matchup against Houston. We know Houston has been a team uh, susceptible to the tight end this season. And, and Joe Flacco, I mean, uh, really, you know, the end of season numbers for David Njoku has boosted him into being a top is it five overall tight end in fantasy this year in PPR formats? And I don't expect that to uh, end anytime soon. Obviously, you know, Amari Cooper and even Njoku dominating the target share there in that uh, offense for Cleveland. So give me Njoku over the 54 and a half receiving yards. Do you want to go ahead and pair that up with Matt Stafford, uh, half a passing yard, get a nice little three pick play for everybody there uh, for this week's uh, playoff contest. So go check out Sleeper Fantasy again. Facetime.com slash sleeper or scan the QR code there that's there on the screen. Use promo code Vault3 when you sign up. You'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100 there. Of course, everybody, you already used your leagues for sleeper. So it's right there for you. You don't have to uh, you know download a new app. You likely already have it on your phone. Uh, just go check out the Sleeper HQ picks there uh, and get involved with their player prop contest that they got going on. Uh, we got some folks in the chat already. Justin popping in here saying what's up. Thanks for all the help this year. Thank you, my guy. 
Uh, Seller's in here. Wants to know who's on the David Bell train, and it says he. Is. It's Are just you, you, buddy. I think it's just you. I think it's just you, pal. I, and that's one of the. It's not even a train. It's one of those like you know those, like cartoon. They're really just like on one of those things, pushing yeah. the things up and down. That's just you, Sellers. Last week we liked it when everyone was benched and he right. scored, but this week I don't know, man. Yeah, everybody back, probably not David Bell. And then Tyson's got a dynasty question. Kev Tompkins just put nice. out uh, some updated 2024 dynasty rankings. You can find that on site. That includes. Uh, some guys the incoming draft class as well uh, but what are your thoughts here he's got a dynasty super flex guy is selling adrian brown his current starting lineup is law uh turns uh trevor lawrence watson etn thomas stevenson pinman godwin laporta got jsn uh he has the 106 he wants to know should he trade 106 for aj brown given his lineup here yeah so you got to with these Tyson, you got to look around at the rest of your league. We, I don't know if it's a 10 team league or 12 team league. I don't know if you, you consider your team to be one of the best teams in the league, maybe like team five or six. If you think that this puts you over the top right now, then I do it. AJ Brown definitely has a, a couple more years of viability left, especially for the one Oh six. I mean, I know in Superflex you're going to have at least three or four quarterbacks that go. People are going to be all over Marvin Harrison jr. After that though. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it's an all right move. You know what I mean? Plus, it's not like you're going to be in the running for Brock Bowers because you have Laporta. I think you go for it, but just make sure that you win now if you're trading for guys that are win now guys. So I don't think it's crazy trade at all. Uh, And and just for people out there on Fridays with Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco, this week we have Eric Bachman on. We're talking playoffs. But moving forward, we're going to gear it a lot more towards Dynasty. So start tuning in to the – fantasy football fiasco on Fridays. We're going to we're going to take it into the offseason free agency, dynasty, all that. We're going to have I see Dustin in the chat. We're going to have him on because he's a dynasty guy. He's goes to, you know, the um I'm not sure if you're going to the senior bowl, but I know he goes to the draft and the combine, so we're going to have him on. We're going to have a bunch of people on to gear up for dynasty. So so that's the show for that kind of stuff, Tyson. Yep, 100%. Uh cool. Let's get into uh these week matchups. We'll start off by the two teams that actually don't have games this week here. Uh, the bye weeks here, Ravens and 49ers clinching the one seed uh, for both the uh, AFC and NFC. When it comes to playoff contests here, Coop, starting with the Ravens, uh, who do you find yourself gravitating towards when it comes to lineup builds? Yeah, so for for this week, you can't use these guys in DFS. You can't use them in one and done. So we're just talking uh, like FFPC, yeah. right? Now, the thing with FFPC is it's double points for the Super Bowl. With these guys, if you, if you have a league like that where it's double points, you want to check to see if there's escalators. If there is, I don't mind picking guys with bye weeks. If there isn't, I'm only taking mega stars, right? So I look at uh, FFPC where it's double points for Super Bowl and it's four point passing, and there's no, there's only one negative point for turnovers and fumbles. I'm definitely interested in Lamar Jackson in that, right? So give me Lamar Jackson with Isaiah Likely, John. I feel like there's just too many tight end options, right? Well, what's your thoughts on him there? Yeah, listen, I think he's pretty interesting because as you talked about with the FFPC, he is a tight end premium. He's tight end premium. You also have all the flex spots. So if you aren't going towards Lamar, you know, the running backs here don't really feel all that appealing. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. you get Gus Edwards for a rushing touchdown or two, but you know the defenses they're going to be up against largely going to be pretty good against the run as we move uh, deeper and deeper into the playoffs here. And Dave Flowers is fine, but you know, it's there's so many wide receivers, John. Right. There's so many good. So, so like, I think actually you're right. I think that's the way to go. Would be the guy that you'd want on this team if you're not going Lamar Jackson here? That's the way to play it cuz you got to have one, right? You got to have one. You're not going to start Justin Tucker or the the Ravens defense because you want them to get eliminated, right? So unless you think the Ravens are just frauds and they're going to lose their first game, in which case maybe you do use Justin Tucker or defense, I go, I think you're right. You go with Lamar Jackson, you go Isaiah Likely. So I like that. In one and dones, it feels nice to have in your back pocket the ability to use Isaiah Likely or Zay Flowers or Gus Edwards, right? Or Mm -hmm. or Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So it's not too bad there. Uh, And then for the 49ers, I mean, this is a team that's just Chalk is loaded top to bottom, right? right? I mean, Purdy, CMC, Debo, IU, Kittle, Moody. I mean, this team makes me want to use a lot of uh, NFC players this week, right? And we'll get through, we'll get to that. But I mean, like, especially a wide receiver in your one and done leagues, the fact that you're going to have Debo and IU, right? That you can, you can't even use them this week. They're on the shelf ready to go later. I mean, look at the names that you have. This whole offense can be used throughout the playoffs, right? There, We talk all the time, like, we love this offense because we know where the ball tends to go. Um, it's very c- consolidated with the CMC, 
Debo, IU can kittle getting the work here. Um, I even think Purdy's fine. I know lot and you and I did the FFPC show yesterday. We talked about the quarterbacks that we were um, you know, we were targeting there and we went with, you know, the more of the mobile sense of Allen and in Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. But you mentioned, you know, there's a, a scenario where you know, a guy that throws multiple rush, uh, passing touchdowns can be a leading scorer at the quarterback position. I mean, Brock Purdy is set up to be one of those quarterbacks that go out there and throw two-plus touchdowns a game here, given the offense that he is surrounded with. And if these are sort of competitive back-and-forth games, then he has some upside as well. Yeah, I feel that. And the thing with Purdy and FFPC is that he needs to – you know, he needs to go crazy just because he's not really a mobile quarterback, but it's entirely possible. I think in FFPC, I like CMC or Debo. And then, you know, just again, we're going to go through them now, but having those wide receivers available, like think in the NFC, what what you do in a lot of one and done leagues, which is different. And, you know, uh, for those uh, unaware, when we say FFPC, we mean a team that just moving forward for the rest of the show. If we say FFPC, we mean you have to set your lineup this week and that's your team for the rest of the playoffs. When we say one and done, that means you can use guys this week and then you can't use them again, but you pick a whole new lineup next week. So uh, in one and done, what I like to do is try and look and say, okay, when it gets to the Super Bowl, how how am I going to save guys for that? Because you need to have guys in those. With NFC, you have Debo, Ayuk, Lamb, AJ Brown, Amorosi Brown, Puka, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, yeah. Chris Godwin, Jaden Reed. Like you can load up this week on NFC wide receivers. So why don't we get into some of these matchups, Sean, and start figuring out who we're going to uh, use on those? Yeah, going from the AFC here to start, uh, we have Cleveland Browns giving two and a half on the road. Houston Texans here to 44 and a half. Uh, game total from the Cleveland standpoint uh, in this matchup. You know, Flacco is kind of an interesting one. You know, I do think Cleveland wins this game. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's great that Houston got here. Um, you know, but I do think that Cleveland's defense and just the way we've seen Flacco play might be a little bit too much uh, for Houston in their first season under the new head coach and, and the rookie QB. They'll gain that experience. They'll get battle tested. They'll be back next year and, and maybe they'll make a little bit of a run. Um, so I do think Flacco and one and done this week. It's actually kind of interesting because he could have three or four touchdown passes, you know, the way the way he throws 40 plus times a game with those yardages. So I like Flacco, and then I like Amari Cooper and David Njoku as pass catching options. Yeah, in one, so the difference between FFPC and one and done is in FFPC you can only start one player from each team. In one and done leagues, you can stack. Yeah. So I was looking at that too, John, when I was writing my article, giving an example lineup. I almost, I almost went Flacco because I like Njoku. Right, and you like Njoku too. You just talked about it with the sleeper stuff. Yeah. So you can stack up Flacco and Njoku, and what you do in those one and dones is you root for a shootout, as you talked about, and hope your team, hope your guys do well and lose. Right. So you know, I like the Flacco and Njoku, or Flacco and Amari. I could be down for either of them. Flacco and Njoku is where I'm personally leaning because I look around, and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of great tight end matchups for teams that are that are projected to lose. Right. Like Fryermuth hasn't really done a whole lot. Uh, we're not going to start Durham Smythe. Right. Uh, Tucker Craft now with Luke Musgrave back. Like, I don't want to start Tyler Higby. I don't want to start Kate Otten. And, and I don't want to start Dalton Schultz against the Browns. So it all kind of funnels back to a joker for me. That's why I like a joker a lot this week for pretty much everything DFS and, and, uh, you know, and one and Duns and maybe even in your FFPC lineups. Yeah, no, I agree with you uh, on this one. If we are looking at the other side of this one, uh, where are you with Stroud, Singletary, Collins? You know, what's what's the offense look like for you uh, with the Texans here? Yeah, so I wanted to get, get your opinion on one player particularly because I've got to take on most of these guys. The one that kind of has me in a pretzel here is Singletary, right? I don't think I want to use him. Like the, He's getting a ton of work, but I don't know, think I want to use him against the Browns in one and done. But in FFPC, would you go there to be uh, to kind of go against the grain and be unique, or just is he just should we just fade him? Yeah, I'm not really going there. The only uh, in FFPC, I've actually used Houston's defense here because I do think Flacco is still susceptible to the turnovers and and getting sacks. And you've seen uh, you know Ryan's defense over the last couple of weeks, and Houston being at home here, um, you know they have put up fantasy points. You know they they're I still think they're going to give up points and lose this game. But I think that because the way Flacco has been just throwing and turning the ball over, you know, there's still a chance where Flacco throws for 352 scores, but has three interceptions or a fumble and maybe a couple of sacks. And, you know, Texas defense might give up 24, 28 points here, but still 
chalk in with a good amount of fantasy points. So I've actually used the Texans defense in FFPC for one and duns. I don't know. Neil Collins probably, but I mean, you know, the defense for Cleveland has just been too good here. Yeah, I think there's just too many good options elsewhere, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and just a quick warning to people, I, I've had people kind of send me some FFPC lineups. I actually had people send me a lot. They say, what do you think about this? I've actually had two different people send me lineups that had both the Browns defense and uh, Kaimi Fairbairn from the Texans, right? And they say, okay, you know, I'm going to pick both sides of this game with just my junk because I, I think the team win, that wins this loses next round. That's actually a bad strategy. You do not want your defense or kicker to advance in FFPC. You want them both to lose this week because four of your players have to lose. So if you're going to go with the Texans defense or you're going to go with the Browns defense, don't start Riley Patterson or Kaimi Fairbairn opposite. Just a little, a little gamesmanship there. I okay. do like I do like the Texas D. I like Kaimi Fairbairn. I also like the Browns D. Right. I don't really like Riley Patterson. But if you're going to go with them, pick a position player from the other team or pick no one. Yeah, that's that's totally uh, five. I mean, what are your do you have any interest in Schultz or Noah Brown or anybody like that? Schultz was the hero last year, but he scored two touchdowns. I just it's not a good matchup with the Browns. So I really, if I'm going to go with anyone, it's Fairbairn. Okay, uh, moving on to our next matchup here, we got Dolphins versus Chiefs here in what could be the uh, coldest game I think they said or coldest playoff game or something like that in, in recent time. Um, you know, I think I saw negative four could be with wind chills and things. So Dolphins Chiefs, Chiefs giving four to 44 and a half game total here. Uh, we had a lot of discussion on what to do with Miami in the FFPC show yesterday. Um, what has, has, what, if anything has changed for you now with Miami? You know, not much to be honest. Like, so here's my strategy on how I'm dealing with it in my for my lineups and stuff i'm avoiding them in dfs because i just think there's enough options right uh i'm using tyree kill virtually everywhere because i just think he's he transcends a little bit of coldness a little bit of whatever i've seen this guy play through injuries i've seen him play right. in a lot of different conditions i think he's gonna be fine right uh and then in one and dones john what do you think about this move right i think the chiefs win and raheem mostert's banged up so I think Devon Achan gets a good chunk of work here. I'm thinking about using him in my one and dones this week and just hoping that it, Mostert doesn't do much. He ha- he gets the bulk of the work, and then the Dolphins lose. And then I, I had an opportunity to use that player. It's either in one and dones, it's either Achan or Hill, and you can potentially use both, to be honest. Yeah. No, listen, I agree with that. I think in one and done, day chan's fine because he has that upside for sure. Um, you know, if the weather conditions are what they are, they may be forced to do the short passing game, which no a chan can be involved in, or they're going to be forced to run the football a lot, which obviously a chan would be the guy for that if most hurt ends up being ruled out. So I'm fine going a chan in, in the one and dones. We use Tyree Kill and FFPC because of the boom potential, right? Like he has that. And he is, you know, he played his whole career in Kansas City, so he's familiar with cold and snow and and things like that. I'm not really too worried about him per se. Um, you know, it's more so like Tua on the road this year has been pretty abysmal. So, right, um, it's that's where my my yeah. worry had been with this offense. I want to so real quick, Toronto Dave mentioned the game theory. I have an article coming out today. Uh, there's four pieces of game theory for one and dones, in my opinion. There's positional game theory where you look around and say, okay, wide receivers loaded, tight end is loaded, running back is thin. Right. So you think of it that way. Then there's the conference game theory, NFC wide receivers loaded. Mm-hmm. So you can use a ton of them early and knowing that you'll still have some left over for the Super Bowl when you get there and the other side. Then there's team game theory where I think this team fits into that, where you say, OK, in one and dones, if I use Tyreek Hill this week or Devon Achan or both and the team wins, well, guess what? I still have a viable running back and a viable wide receiver. Right. So when you look at some of these teams, some of these guys, like the Chiefs, if you use Travis Kelsey now mm-hmm. and the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, you're cooked, right? Right. But if you use Tyreek Hill, you still have Jalen Waddle. If you use A-Chain, you still have Mostert. So that's that's the third piece. And the fourth one is uniqueness, which, I mean, that's, John, that's that's the toughest one to predict of all, but it's uh, the highest leverage one, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for, for me, you know, I know that uh, Britt Flynn was pretty high on Pacheco. I like him as well. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the weather, but also like the volume of carries that they gave him because listen, this passing offense just really wasn't what it 
you know, what we thought it was going to be this year with Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's happy. We're glad that Rasheed Rice finally got his, you know, due and was able to get the snaps and really came on at the end of the year. But for a while there, he's fighting to get the consistent snap work. Um, Kelsey, you know, again, is even though he's having like nearly a thousand yards this year, considered a down year for him, they leaned on the running game. So I like Pacheco here. Yeah, and then the thing, the other thing about Pacheco that fits into all formats, right? If it's in the FFPC, if it's into one and done, especially, is that unlike some of the running backs, you look around, some of these players you're counting on them to just have like multiple good weeks in a row. Whereas in one, in F, both FFPC and one and duns, when your team loses, you need that spike week potential. And Pacheco has a couple games this week with like John, like 150, 160 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. So if the Dolphins win, Pacheco has 150 yards. I mean, Trey Bone in every format. Like there's almost nothing better besides your quarterback. You need your quarterback to survive multiple games. Right. There's almost nothing better in, in all playoff formats for your guy to just go out with a bang, right? Just go out with a monster game and then see you later because, you know, that means other guys of yours are moving on as long as it's not your kicker and defense. You want your QB to last, kicker and defense to lose. The flexes, you either want fireworks for one day or the best three or four games they can get. So, yeah, I like Pacheco as well. Yep. Uh, anybody else here? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Would you use Mahomes in an FFPC? I just think there's too many other options. No. I mean, I think it's a good way to be contrarian because if anybody is the do. Kind of like you said, one, Mahomes has some sneaky rushing upside. You know, he usually has that, like, long 20, 30-yard run because the defense is so worried about all the receivers downfield and, um, you know, he breaks it down. So you could go Mahomes. I don't think it's ever smart to completely bet against Patrick Mahomes, but I think this season, given the other quarterbacks and the skill sets that are in these these contests, we, uh, we aren't going there. He needs to. So that's the thing with Mahomes. He needs to pull a 2020 Tom Brady. He needs to go to the Super Bowl. Whereas in FFPC in 2021, Josh Allen only played two games, mm-hmm. but he scored nine touchdowns in those two games, and he actually was the best option at quarterback. Right. So, uh, but but Mahomes right now isn't that guy. But what Brady did is he had two or three touchdowns in every game, and one of his patented QB sneak rushing touchdowns. And he played four games. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, Mahomes for me, not really a one and done option this week. I'd rather save him, you know, when it gets thinner and not really an FFPC option. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, Next matchup here, we got the uh, Steelers versus Bills. Bills are giving 10. This is a 36 and a half over under. Uh, The Steelers were one of the teams that you and I suggested avoiding outright here in FFPC. If you were doing a one-and-done league, do any of their players become a bit more appealing to you? No, it's because the implied point total, John. 10-point dogs and only 36.5 points over-under. Mm-hmm. That is Vegas saying this game's going to be a bing-bang, let's get on the bus for the Bills, right? I mean, like, with a 36.5 point over-under, when you're a 10-point dog, what is mm-hmm. – they're projecting, what, 14 points? Yeah. If that, 12? I mean, Not good. there's going to be a paddling. So, I think you stay away – in in FFPC, maybe use the Steelers and hope you get a sack or an interception or something. Steelers defense, I mean, Steelers defense. But uh, and then you know the best thing for your defense is like they score a defensive touchdown in a low scoring game that they lose and get eliminated in FFPC. But yeah, one and done's. I'm not gonna. I, I just nah. Yep. Firemuth, man, Mason Rudolph. I don't know what it is. He he don't like Firemuth. Not a, not one bit. Yeah, he threw it on like two weeks ago, right? He had like four catches, I think it was, but like for the most part, really hasn't been much uh, much going on there. Um, the Buffalo Dustin, side of things, obviously. Dustin, Dustin in the chat says he's fine with Najee. What do you think for a one and two? Well, the volume's been fine. I mean, you know, the, it's just are they going to, if they're behind in this game, like we yeah. kind of maybe anticipate them being, is that Najee or is that going to be Jalen Warren in the passing, you know, in, in, in sort of the, the third down, you know, two-minute drill, you know, down 10 points passing rule, right? So if they get ahead, they, you know, one of the ways they could probably sneak this game out is if they do grind the ball down on the ground, keep the Bills offense off the field. But, um, you know, Warren to me feels a little bit more appealing there uh, if I had to pick one, just given why I think the game flow um, here is going to go. And then I know they're going to take shots at George Pickens. So if you wanted to do a one and done with George Pickens, I, I'm, I'm fine doing that as well. The big play potential certainly there for him. He was brutal last week, man. Sure. And then the Steelers, the Super, you have to also consider the Super Bowl odds thir- plus 1,300 to make the Super Bowl. So if your plan to be unique is to like 
save Steelers or somehow bet on the Steelers making the Super Bowl, just bet on the Steelers to win the Super Bowl outright. And don't, you know, there's too much needs to go right for your fantasy. Just put some money on them to win, to even make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then leave your fantasy out of it. Yep. Uh, from the Bills side, uh, for me, there's a couple of guys I know we yeah. talked about yesterday. Uh, Josh Allen, James Cook, Dalton Kincaid is seemingly where we all kind of agreed um, was our, our you know core plays here. You know, what are our thoughts though, on the wide receivers, Diggs and Gabe Davis, if you're in a one-and-done or the FFPC here? Yeah, so for FFPC, it's very difficult because you can only pick one, right? So we we went into that discussion, and I I mean, th- this team is is going to be crucial because I personally, I'm making a couple lineups with Josh Allen because he the, the this FFPC is built for him. Only one, one point for turnovers and, you know, four-point rushing. Like, it's made for this player, but... James Cook is viable. Dalton Kincaid's viable. Stephon Diggs is viable. So I'm not going to go Gabe Davis or any of that other stuff. No defense, no kicker. But I mean, you can make arguments for all of them. Yeah, and, I think Gabe Davis obviously is interesting for the boom play. Right. Um, you know, someone like him in an FFPC, if they make it to the Super Bowl, yeah, he only really needs to have one week, right? Works in the best. It's worked. <laughs> it, in the- you know, he only needs to have the one week for it to 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 get there. So, in fact, the last two years. He was the best wide receiver, believe it or not, John, because the year before he had the four touchdown game yeah. last year, he quietly had the hundred yard game and the touchdown and then they lost the next week. So he kind of scored more, you know, one of the winning team, one of the top teams had Gabe Davis because he, he quietly scored more points than Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Right. So it's it's not crazy. Yeah, he had just, six for one thirteen a touchdown in the divisional yeah. round there. So I, I just think this team goes goes farther, in which case you want guys that aren't doing just one week. You know what I mean? So, you know, and again, with Kincaid, I love him, but in a one and done, you got plenty of options. The the one, the one that this, that this team falls into for the one and done league team theory is that you have all these different options. So you Mm -hmm. can, in a one week matchup, use a digs knowing you have Davis later, but uh, you know, I've, I see no reason to use Kincaid or Allen this week. Diggs is another guy where it's funny because the perception of Stefan Diggs this year is that he kind of had a down year. He had 107 catches for almost 1,200 yards and eight scores. And he had right. people who were like, man, they got to get him out of there. Like, they're not not throwing him the football. Like, what are we doing? You it, know? Was, so, it was just the usage down the stretch where, yeah. like he, you know, he was, wasn't playing as much. Yeah, Dustin says Dawson Knox. Yeah, good luck. Maybe DFS for Dawson Knox. I, I mean, listen, the target good. share for Dalton and Kate, obviously, the last couple of weeks were pretty good. And in their FAPC, it is the tight end premium, which is why Bender, you know, in our FAPCC show yesterday liked Dalton Kincaid you know in that flex spot you know I like James Cook and the uses that he's gone and again Josh Allen's and one of the two quarterbacks I've used in my lineup so I uh, haven't really gotten to much else there didn't get to Dalton Kincaid but I this, see team, this team's really messing it up man it's making it very difficult because it's one of the, it's, it's one of the, this team is the reason I keep on making more teams right, right. For, <laughs> seriously though yeah. it's, it's the case man because it's like the number one thing is picking the right quarterback but after that you got to pick the right player from a couple of these teams. All right. like, well, uh, what's another $35? Let's get Gabe Davis in the lineup. You know? <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying. 49ers and Bills are killing me. And if you're a reminder, if you're a Fantasy Alarm member and you're not set up yet, go to fantasyalarm.com slash FFPC. We're giving away a uh, $200 entry, and it's the easiest sign-up there's ever been. It's just for Fantasy Alarm members. All yeah. you do is you put in your name and the email address that you use to, to, to log into Fantasy Alarm, and you're in. And then on Friday, I'm going to announce it on my show. We'll just give it to you. So, like, if you're a Facebook Alarm member, it's crazy not to sign up for that. You don't even technically, at this moment, have to be signed up for FFPC. Right. Like, you can see if you win it and then go sign up. And if you want to sign up, use promo code COOP. If you're a first-time player, they'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. So we're taking care of you across the board. I'm right. I have two more FFPC articles, a one-and-done article. we got all sorts of stuff. We're getting you set up. Fantasy never sleeps here. Let's go, yep. Johnny. Next matchup. Packers Cowboys Cowboys given seven and a half. It's a fifty and a half over under here. Uh, Packers side of things, I think they're interesting. Um, I know the Cowboys better at home. It's a dome. Their defense obviously can get after it here. But Jordan Love, you know, he's been making some plays in the passing game. Dontavian Wicks had a multi touchdown game. We know Jaden Reed's a guy that can go out there and make some plays offensively. We've seen the Cowboys, you know, against opposing pass offenses. You know, they've prone to give up big plays at times. So, you know. The Packers were the other team that we kind of agreed on that we were fading, but I I wasn't a hundred percent sold on outright fading the Packers in FFPC because I do think this one, um, you know, Jordan Love might surprise some people here. He could, man. He could. Britt 
our you know Cowboys fans said she's nervous that they don't that the Cowboys don't win this game. I mean, it's not like the spread is fourteen here, seven and a half, barely reasonable. Man, yeah, I think three point home bump there. You know, like and it's the a, you know what the Cowboys do in the playoffs too. I'm just right. saying. So uh, it's entirely possible, and I think this is one where, especially in DFS, I like it because unlike being a ten point dog in a thirty six and a half point over under like the Steelers. This is a 50 and a half point over under. Mm -hmm. We're talking two extra touchdowns scored in this game versus that one. So, yeah, Aaron Jones viable. Jaden Reed, interesting for sure. We got to see what's going on with Christian Watson. You got a word, any word on that recently, whether he's going to go. If he doesn't go, it's Dontavian Wicks playing that job. If he does go, then it's him. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking right now. Obviously, they held him out last week. Um, Limited in practice today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing personally is because there's so many options. I'm steering away from Watson, Wicks, Dubs. I'm staying. I'm gonna stay away from Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave as well. So it's really just love Aaron Jones and Breed. Unless you got something that that really would boggle my mind on those guys. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I just think that there's because you you kind of pointed out the point total alone makes me think that there's some. Somebody on Green Bay scoring. This isn't going to be a fifty to nothing route here right. for for Dallas. So for sure, you know. So I, I do think that in in FFPC and even one and Duns that there's some interest for me. You know, maybe not on Jordan Love, you know, because we like some of the other quarterbacks here. But you know, I do think that some of the skill position players here um, definitely have some appeal. Loved the volume of work we got from Aaron Jones last week. Uh, he should be their workhorse running back in all facets of their offense and. Um, you know, glad that they were able to use him on that side of the ball. When you look at the the Cowboys, you know, we unanimously just plugged in CD Lamb, and, and I know that you know uh, Britt talked about an FFPC being a little different using Dak Prescott there. I I get it, I understand, but like it, we talk boom games. Like CD Lamb's coming off of a 200 yard yeah. receiving game a couple weeks ago. Like had a big game in Week 18 last week. Like to me. And I get it. Like, CeeDee Lamb is going to be the probably the most rostered player, you know, of, right, of right, 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 right. the entire contest there. But, you know, we talk good chalk, bad chalk all the time. Like, CeeDee Lamb is a good chalk if you're making a single lineup here. Exactly. And if you're making a single DFS lineup, I'm, I'm in. And if you're making an FFPC lineup, I'm in. One and done is where it scares me because the Super Bowl odds are, you know, 49ers are favored, plus 230. Ravens are plus 350. The next two teams are the Bills at plus 650 and the Cowboys at plus 750. So the Cowboys are ahead of the Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, all those guys. Like, if you use CD Lamb in one and done now mm-hmm. and you get to the Super Bowl, then you're kind of smoked. You have to basically start Brandon Cooks and then whoever they're playing against, all the wide receivers from that team. Yeah, or you just so, use Dak. Well, no, in one and done, you have to fill, you have to do a full lineup. So you oh, need yeah. two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. And the Cowboys. When you look at some of these teams, you look at like the Dolphins, for instance, they have two wide receivers. They have two running backs. The, you know, you can you can use one now and yeah. save one in your back pocket. Cowboys don't have a second running back. If you use Tony Pollard now and one and done and they make the playoffs and they make the Super Bowl, you're done. Right. If you if, you know, so like you, you, dowel, you know, like yeah, so so I I try and even Jake Ferguson, man, because like what if it's the Cowboys against the Dolphins? Now you're starting Durham Smythe. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to be very careful with these teams that are top heavy. So, with the Cowboys, I'm not really interested in using them in one and done. In DFS, yes, CD Lamb. In FFPC, yes, CD Lamb. Got it. So, this is your Brandon Cooks week in, uh, in one and done then? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, honestly, I don't hate it. I don't hate that one. That, if you're going to go there, that's where you go. Sure. Uh, next matchup we got here uh, Rams, Lions. Lions giving three, but he's 51 and, over, and a half over and a half. This matchup, just from a narrative standpoint, is fun, right? Like, Matt Stafford goes into Detroit, the team he spent his career with, couldn't win with, gets traded for Jared Goff. Rams go win the Super Bowl. Now they're back. Now they're in a playoff matchup against one each other with Jared Goff and Stafford facing off against one another. Um, so narratives galore here. High game total, close spread. We had a little back and forth during the FFPC show on the value of Kyron Williams here um, because I do agree. I think long-term value, maybe Kyron Williams. I am just not in love with this particular matchup for him, knowing that the Detroit Lions have been just torched through the air 
and they got to deal with Pukunakua and the Cooper Cup this week. Yeah. So here's what I'm doing with the Rams, right? In DFS, you can kind of do whatever you want. I like Staff. I mean, Stafford, Kyron, Puka, Cup, go for it, right? I don't mind it at all. Tight end, we're staying away from the tight end. In FFPC, Kyron Williams is kind of a great player because you can he he has seven games in a row with 100 yards for scrimmage. And if they win, then you get him again next week and again right. next week. He's very consistent, right? If they lose, he is capable of having a one-game blow up and being done, which is fine, right? Sure. In one-and-done leagues, though, I'm going with the wide receivers, John, because you, even if the Rams win, so say you go out and use Puka Nakua, even if the Rams win, you can still use Cooper Cup next week. Right. Right? So you got that back pocket move. This week, though, do you go Nakua or you go Cooper Cup, which has been a question for us all day, all, all season long? Yeah, I've said that I feel like more people are going to go the Puka Nakua route here. Um, you know, again, bigger season, the accolades, kind of like current hype around him there. Um, so I think Cooper Cup becomes a little bit more of the contrarian play. Um, and and I, I feel like I'm using Cooper Cup in, in some of the lineups that I've put together so far over Puka Nakua for like that reason, because I think it's playoff time and you know, when it comes down to it, like I feel like Stafford's just going to be going Cooper Cup's way here um, because I think defense is also maybe understanding that, like, all right, we, we need to defend Nakua a, a little bit better. So I've gone the Cooper Cup way. You know, the Kyron Williams thing is, again, Detroit number one team DVOA against run this year. So, like, you know, all-purpose yardage is great. You know, is he going to get 100 all-purpose yards if he can't run the ball? You know, he's got to make yeah. a big impact in the passing game. And we've even seen at times where – he wasn't as involved in the passing offense as we had expected him to be. Now, if they go out up front, then sure, maybe they'll run the ball a little bit more. Maybe their offensive line and running game is just superior. But we've seen Detroit time and time again this year shut down the run, right. um, which is why I kind of went against to their their passing backs here. But to your point in FFPC, if you think the Rams win this week, then Kyron's a great play because you'll have them you know, in much easier matchups moving forward. Right. That's why one and done, I'm out on Kyron. For mm-hmm. sure. And I think a lot of people are going to be in. So I'm out there uh, with him, and especially because they can win. And then, you know, next next week you got nothing because they right. use him every snap. There's not even like a Justice Hill to throw in there, right? right. So, yeah, I really don't. It, it is interesting how the different formats. And I'll tell you, this this Rams matchup this week is the one that is going gonna, is gonna to hurt your feelings this week because if you go with Cooper Cup and – he scores fewer than Puka Nakua, and this team gets eliminated. Now in FFPC, in the back of your mind, you know that anyone that had a very similar lineup to you yeah. that had Nakua is going to finish higher than you. And it just, I, I hate it. So that's why I, I personally always make at least a couple teams so that I'm not just dwelling on one team. Yeah, that's, 100%. 100%. That's, my, that's my strategy. Uh, with the Lions side, I mean, obviously everybody's now just plugging in Amon Ross St. Brown. Makes a lot of sense to do so here. But like, are we ignoring their running game? I mean, Detroit is built on their two-back system here. Both running backs have had a lot of success. Uh, Jameer Gibbs popped in as it finished as a top 10 PPR running back this year. Um, you know, David Montgomery obviously had the rushing touchdowns. You know, is it foolish to just ignore the running backs here in FFPC? So I built a – in FFPC, it's not foolish. It's not foolish, but you have to pick the right one. That's the thing, uh, which, of course, I think would be Jameer Gibbs. But, again, David Montgomery is capable of scoring touchdown, touchdown, touchdown all the way through. So – in FFPC, you have to believe. If you if you truly believe in the Lions, maybe you go with Dave Montgomery because over the greater span, if they're if they're winning these games handily, he might score a ton. If you're if you're not sure, then go with Jameer Gibbs because he's the one who's capable of of a giant game where they lose, which is just as good in that format because you're going to have two flexes get eliminated, right? So that's the way I'm looking at it. I, it has me skewing towards Jameer Gibbs now in one and done. I'm I in my example lineup in the article, I have uh Puka Nakua and I have Jameer Gibbs. And again, it, it it goes back to this idea that you need to start running backs this week. Running back is very thin, but if the Lions do win, I still I can't use Jameer Gibbs anymore, but I can use Dave Montgomery. So it's one of those ones where, you know, and if they lose, at least I used one of the two running backs. And now I have everybody else available right. to me. So it, in in one and done leagues, it's a um, it's a inventory question, right? Where like you got this inventory of I, I like using in one and done the wide receivers from teams that have two because you know it saves inventory on the back end across yeah. the board, right? So uh, and again, 
There's a lot of ways to work it. Now, the the, the one guy that I really want to ask you about, we're not going to use Brock Wright in any format, folks. I mean, I get to, I'm not going to say that actually. DFS, maybe. If Shane Zilstra was healthy, that's the guy I'd really want, but <laughs> maybe in DFS. But is there some very deep, sneaky interest in Laporta essentially saying, okay, you know what? He might have one down game or he might not play this week, but what if he is just dominant? in the next few games. I mean, it's a risk because you just don't know what his status is going to be. They said that it's likely that he doesn't play this week. I think it was the last report that I saw or likely to maybe to miss the first round. Okay. If he's he's likely to miss the first round, there's no guarantee he plays in the second round either. Um, And if they lose, then you just took a zero. So I, I mean, if you're making a bunch of lineups, sure. You know, obviously you'll just get your exposure there, but if you're playing one lineup, I don't see any way you can use Sam Laporta right now. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: the um, the pro- the other problem you run into is with the FFPC is like in, in, if you're going to use Laporta, you're banking on the Lions to go deep. But the problem is, you you can only pick one Lion, and one of the other Lions is probably going to score more points than them. You know, so you would need him to be exceptional the rest of the right. way to the point where the tight end premium. He's just going bonkers, and, scoring lines. And this is the best matchup for tight end, so he's missing it, right? The, the he's Rams missing the matchup, yeah. Were, I, one of the worst team, if not the worst team in football against the opposing tight end this year. Dan Campbell, man, jerk. And did, did you see what Travis Kelsey said? No. With, uh, they asked, so they asked him, uh, actually it was Andy Reid that said it, and then Travis Kelsey came back and, and reiterated that uh, Andy Reid said, you can play if you want. He was like, you can go out, get that 17 yards, set the, you know, get another thousand yard season. They let us Isaiah Pacheco do it in 2017 to get the rushing title. He had one carry, got the rushing title. They took him out. They let Chris Jones get his sack. Travis Kelsey said that, at, you know, and he didn't call out Laporta by name, but he basically said, I'm a team player. It feels selfish to go out and get this thing that's meaningless. Let's go out and win the Super Bowl. So I don't know, two sides of that coin here where Laporta going out trying to set records hurts his knee. Kelsey takes a week off and goes in healthy. I don't know. Right. I'm I'm kind of pissed at Campbell because I really was excited about Laporta here in this matchup and for the rest of the matchup. Yep. Anybody else want to talk about on the Lions? Um no, like you only use the kicker or defense if you think they're going to lose this week yeah. in FFPC. Uh, and and I got an article coming out on one and done with all of this. I know it's tough to absorb it all, all the theories and stuff. Article coming out with all the theories on all that stuff. So definitely check that out. And at the bottom, just like the FFPC one, there's going to be a little grid with color-coded players we like and don't like. So we got your back and at Fantasy Alarm, as always. Yeah, uh, the one and done contest is out. I'll actually throw the uh, I'll throw the link in the chat for, oh, for that, you guys here. Is that paywall or is that members? Uh, I think it's free. I'll, nice, but nice. It's, it, yeah, it, we'll, we'll, I'll give it a look. But there's a link to the uh, one and done contest there uh, that Coop uh, put together for everybody uh, here today. Um, what's our next matchup here? Eagles last, Buccaneers. Last one. Uh, Bucks getting three at home. Forty three and a half game total here. Uh, what are we doing with the Eagles offense, man? They have not looked too good. Oh, no, Johnny. I don't know, man. I almost so like I want to ask you as a QB guru, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have 10 FFPC lineups to work with. How are you gonna how are you dispersing? I because I this morning I was in the shower just doing my I like everyone else, I do my best thinking in the shower. Sure. And I had this hypothetical in my head, and I'm like, okay, if, let's say I'm gonna do 10 leagues, which I probably am, how am I gonna break this down? And I couldn't get past the idea of like, oh, I need to make one Jalen Hurts lineup. Like I couldn't get beyond it, John. Yeah. Last year you had to have him. if Jalen Hurts. The I'm not even kidding, John. I I went to the thirty five dollar contest. You have to go all the way down to team nine hundred and seventy five in in from one down to nine seventy five yeah. to find a team that didn't use Jalen Hurts. That's how important it was to have him last year. I, I split second place in the FFPC second chance playoff contest last year, uh, which I think it was the, the the run of the second contest after the first round, like completes. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey were the two uh, remaining guys on my team there. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts was an animal, and it was, had to have him. You had to have those two players. And the the Philly plunge, Philly push, tush push, whatever they call it, there just gives him such a high ceiling. 
because he could legitimately come out of these games with four total touchdowns, right? Three total touchdowns. Yeah, four in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Three, three rushing in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, so like that kind of number, that kind of upside production uh. is hard to ignore. Um, you know, obviously throwing at Tampa Bay has been something you can do this year. You can beat them through the air, but there's just been a lot of inconsistency, and I say that in quotations because end-of-the-year numbers, you look at A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, and their numbers look great, but like from a week-to-week standpoint, like generally it was like one guy had the big week, one guy didn't. And figuring out that problem is the you know is what you got to solve. Never mind the fact that you know Hertz had the dislocated finger last week, and AJ Brown hurt his knee, though supposedly he's okay. And Devonta Smith missed last week's game, so where are they health wise in this spot? Right? There's you know it wouldn't shock me if somehow the Buccaneers came out and upset Philly in this one. It's only a three point spread too. That's why I might be willing to. I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. In one and done, it's so hard. It's uh, I might just use nobody from the Eagles in, in one and done this week. I just like, wait till next week and see where they're at. Right. I think maybe. I think maybe. Because you you have the luxury of, of checking it out, seeing who's healthy, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, you, And there's enough guys. I mean, so I, I think that's the way I'd go. But let's say back to that that question, like 10, 10 guys. So, like, for instance, I, would, I think I'm going to do five Josh Allen teams. I'm feeling good about Josh Allen. After that, I want a little Lamar Jackson, a little Jalen Hurts. Would you just go with, you know, three quarterbacks and, you know, two and three? Or would you do you, do you diversify even further, John, like FFDC? Um, no, I mean, I, I think I would probably sit in that range where you have Lamar and Allen as our top two. Um, Maybe two, yeah. two Jalen Hurts teams. Yeah, probably Jalen Hurts probably would be thrown in the mix there. Because like I said, you, you got to think about, you know, what, do you want to have you know when it comes to the end here and you know the double points and what's the the most value you know, who's going to make the super bowl again I, i've said i think it's going to be ravens or bills as the as the end game here um in the afc i think the the west is probably going to be the 49ers but you're not going to run purdy out there you're going to run christian mccaffrey or like debo samuel so right um you know i think the quarterback has to be from the afc side yeah yeah, and then in one and dones, I like the idea of using using AFC quarterbacks early because there's a bunch of them, right? Like mm-hmm. you can go ahead and use you mean know, use Stroud or Flacco this week, and yep. and you know you still have two uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen. You'll have one of two or Mahomes, which is beautiful, and then you'll have Lamar and automatically because he has a buy and probably Josh Allen. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might stay away from Eagles. DeAndre Swift thoughts. Um, you know, I did actually build a, a DeAndre Swift FFPC lineup. Um, mm. I did. Really? You know, the, the volume of carries that he's gotten it really hasn't been too bad. I know the touchdown is a little worrisome, but he also gets the ball in the passing game. And if you are – it all depends on your on your roster construction, obviously, because if you're not – if you're using Josh Allen, then you can't use James Cook, right? And if you're – you know, we're using CMC – the the swift lineup was because like i didn't find myself being able to use um jalen hurts and i didn't really love the wide receiver choices so when it came down to running back you know i wasn't you know i was using travis kelsey so i couldn't use isaiah pacheco uh, you know i was using cooper cops so i couldn't use kyron williams DeAndre swift was sort of like by default of the running back that was remaining it was like him or rashad white i ended up going to mike evans so you know, DeAndre Swift is kind of the, the back that was left, and he is the clear number one running back in that offense. He does get carry volume. He does get pass work. He just doesn't score. Right? Yeah. So, like, that's that's the problem there. But he could score. Like, he has touchdowns this year, but I don't, I'm don't. I'm, I'm okay going DeAndre Swift if you go there. Yeah, I don't mind. One and done, I think he's honestly the best option here because it's like, you know, you're not going to use them again. <laughs> you don't need to use them again. This would be a spot to use them potentially for sure. Right. And then you just bank on. Yeah. The hardest thing is that like, you really don't want to use the running backs from any team you think could make the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. to be honest, because like you got in most of those leagues, you got to start two running backs. Right. So yeah. are you going to start both Gus Edwards and justice Hill? I don't know. Maybe I don't want to do that. Uh, no, so, sure not. Yeah. The last team, we got the bucks, John. Yeah, uh, again, I said Mike Evans. Uh, I'm, you mentioned, obviously, Chris Godwin above with the uh, reception yards. You know, certainly can go Godwin opposite of Evans. But we talked about this matchup uh, back when they faced each other in Week 7. I was like, who's guarding Mike Evans? He's a foot taller than everybody else that they have out there at corner. 
Um, and then he just, I think his touchdown, he just literally just caught it over Slay or whoever it was that was. Right. And he texted me, you're like, yeah, he's just bigger than that. He's just bigger like, than that. That's just what it is. So, yeah. um, you know, I do think that Evans is the way to go. I know Baker, you know, was questionable with the shoulder, but he's still going to have that throwing volume here. Rashad White's fine. You know, Philly's defense just hasn't been all that good, right. but they are still very tough up front. Um, so running the ball with with White worries me a bit, but they you utilize him in the passing game. Um, you know, so if Evans is my number one, you know, and if you you could really flip a coin, I think for Godwin or, or White for me. Yeah, and I think for FFPC, it's got to be Evans. For FFPC, you got to go with the guy who's been the guy, man. He's been dialed in. And if they win, like, it's a good matchup for him this game. And if they win this game, you're going to want him the rest of the way, right? Yeah. So I think it's got to be Evans. If they so, win this game, it could be because he has 122 scores, yeah. right? For, like Exactly. And for one and done, the way I look at it is this. If Darius Slay plays, maybe I'll use Chris Godwin, but... I don't know if I, I'm probably just going to use Evans, but I think you should use one of the two and I have no problem with using Godwin, but this is one of the, this is the exact situation where you say, okay, this team's probably going to lose. So I'm going to, or, or they're set to lose. They're, they're underdogs. Mm-hmm. So I'll use Mike Evans. And if they do win, well, guess what? I still have Godwin. So right. it is kind of the perfect setup to, I think in one and does, you really should use one of these players because not to mention, you know, the Eagles 26th in TVOA against the pass. You're just not going to get a better setup. Not going to get a better setup. Yep, I agree 100%. So, uh, anyway, that's our look at Wild Card Weekend here. Again, you guys said for your FFPC and one-and-done leagues. Uh, again, as Ann Dunn said, if you're not already a member of the Fanstown family, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, go to Fanstown.com slash win. Become a Fanstown member here today. I know the NFL season is winding down, but don't worry. The Fantasy Baseball season is right around the corner. The Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide is going to be released within the month here, so we'll get you guys ready for that. Of course, NBA DFS and NHL DFS still kicking off. Uh, PGA and NASCAR kicked off this week. Matt Sells, the three-time racing writer of the year, uh, you know, championing our NASCAR DFS con- uh, content there. MMA DFS, got a big MMA pay-per-view here this upcoming weekend. My guy, no one's won like seven or eight GBP is like straight out first place takedown. Wins a eight dollar hook every yeah, the every other week. Dollar hook, man! Like yeah. he is unbelievable. Uh, and you get a member, you become a member, you get access to our premium Discord, so you get direct access to myself, to Andrew Cooper, to Brett Flynn, uh, to Colby Conway, to Howard Bender, you know, to the whole team, Matt Sells, Mike Iannone, and James Grande. You know, the whole crew's in there in the Discord. Uh, so go sign up, become a member of the Fantasy Alarm family uh, here today. Uh, don't wait, uh, like Ann said. Uh, yeah, we're here to help you guys win. Enjoy the successes with everybody together. Uh, we got uh, Better Sports Betting coming up next with Dan Servadidio, so make sure you tune in uh, for that to get your betting picks here for tonight's NBA, NHL, and college basketball slates. Uh, Till next time, though, everybody, good luck. We'll see you then.